introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Wrights of the Poet Life Podcast. And on tonight, I am super excited to have a family for the first time, actually, for the first time on the Poet Life Podcast, an artist who is 17. His name is, well, he's Chris too. Christopher Timothy, AKA Prophecy. And he also has his parents on, Jason and Stacy Timothy. I am excited to have you all on. How are you all today? Chris, how are you? Good, I appreciate you having us. Uh, it's a real big honor to be on this podcast. I know we worked together for almost a year now, but uh, it's real cool to be in, in this seat. Awesome. Parents, parents, Jason and Stacy, how are you? We're good. Thank you for having us. We're excited. Yeah, Christoph, thanks for the opportunity, man. We really appreciate it. Sure, for sure, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because, I mean, look at the picture, right? You, you, you have a 17 year old son and mother and father who let's get back let's get right into it so so chris let's just say prophecy prophecy i'm gonna give you your stage name prophecy is again 17 years old and he's pursuing a career in poetry and just artistry in general and how chris and i came into contact i think we uh the poet life did a uh, calling all poets for I can't we did several projects with America's Got Talent, um, Let's Grow Poetry uh, Spoken Word Movie, and what stood out to me was Chris well prophecies uh, professionalism um, you know just on point on time didn't have to say prophecy please do this do that he was he read the email. And he followed through. And I, it, you know, sad to say, those who the, who are older than him, I've had to answer questions and ask questions to them to make sure they were on point. But but prophecy, I was just like, okay, is he really seventeen? Like, you know, <laughs> because I, parent, uh, Jason and, and Stacy, like, do you believe that he's he's beyond his years? Like, I, that's what I see. It's it's amazing to me. Have you all gotten that? Have you felt that, or because he's he lives with you, it's just like that's just who he is. No, I mean for me personally, I am amazed at his maturity yes. and his dedication to what he's passionate about. Because at seventeen, I can't say I was passionate about anything. Um, it was senior year and I was just living my best life, you know, wanting to graduate from high school. So for him to be this passionate for, you know, quite some time now, um, and it's not, it's not diminishing, it's only getting stronger. So no, I, I am amazed every day, you know, with his dedication to getting better and doing more things and being involved. So no, I mean, we have moments where he's the typical teenager. Mm. We see that part too. Um, but when it comes to this part, when it comes to prophecy, 
Mm. Um, no, that that I am in awe of of the fact that he's 17. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with all that. Um, yeah, I think the concept of, uh, of, of prophecy really, really helped him to focus. So, um, you know, I, I would say that if there's an area that I think he is beyond um, his age it would be sort of in sort of his level of courage. Um, mm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, at 17, I think a lot of folks are still trying to figure out, um, you know, what, what they feel strongly about, uh, what they're willing to um, be courageous about. Sure. <laughs> and sure. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, I, you know, we started seeing that a few years ago where, you know, he's just willing to step up to the plate. And, and I know I didn't have that at that age. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would, I would say, um, yeah, there's that passion, that drive and that courage to, to keep pressing, man. Sure, sure. Chris, where does it come from, man? Uh, I mean, specifically for prophecy, it was absolutely um, the summer with all of the police brutalities that we saw. Specifically, George Floyd was like the breaking point for me. And um, anytime I've done any interviews or just sat down with any of my friends or people who know what I did and they ask me, you know, why did you start? It, it's George Floyd. It was uh, the middle of it all. I mean, the pandemic had just hit a few months earlier. Um, and my eyes have been sort of opened with Ahmaud Arbery, and I think that was February. So I had already had kind of an idea for what was happening in this kind of new age that it looked like we were going towards. And then George Floyd, that um, tragedy, that murder, this, you know, to put it simply, um, it just completely changed my perspective on America and where I thought we were with civil rights and police reform. Uh, it really just took that that mist from in front of me because before then I I was ignorant to the fact that these things were still happening. Wow. Um, I was so young when Trayvon Martin was killed that I didn't really understand what his death meant. But George Floyd was kind of in the the time of my life where I was really starting to be conscious about these things. And I could fully understand uh, every aspect of what I had saw or what I had seen and what I had witnessed. And it was it was too much for me to not do anything about. Mm -hmm. So after that, uh, me and my dad, we went to our first two protests downtown uh, in, in the city. And it was a completely new experience, nothing we had ever done before. And from there, I'm like, I have to do more. So I figured I should use the talents and the skills that I've been trying to um, harness and grow over my artistic career and just use it in a way that I felt like I could help people and connect with people. So I wrote my first poem, which was Two Nations. And I spoke about how there's one nation that white people live in and one nation that black people live in. And I was I was still 17 at the time. Um, so this is all fairly new, uh, everything that I have going on. And it got some pretty good reception. And from there, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I continued to write and I got into rap and I started writing verses specifically about these things. Uh, to try to bridge the gap between music and consciousness 
and social justice the way that a, a lot of our big artists do. And I've just been moving ever since. So you mean to tell me this has been less than a year? Less than a year that oh, uh, prophecy has been a thing. Wow. Okay. All right. That's new information for me. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a little too much for me. Good gracious. Okay. All right. So the name, the name prophecy. Why the name? Why prophecy? Ah, well, there's there's been a few different things that have kind of contributed to it. So back in 10th grade, there was this poem called The Prophet. And I think the writer's name was like Khalil Gibran or something like that. So we were analyzing it in class and nobody could understand what it meant. You know, it was older poetry. So the language is a little bit different to how we speak now. And I was the only one who was like, yo, this is really simple to understand. You know, this is what this line means. These four lines are specifically meant to uh, translate to this. And people just didn't understand how I got to that conclusion. So that poem just kind of stuck with me because it was like a it was like a source of pride and almost like, you know, maybe this poetry thing is something that I should uh, explore a little bit more because 10th grade was when I was introduced to poetry. Mm. Um, so from there, uh, I knew I wanted to start making music and, you know, being creative on a different platform than just being in band. So mm. I was trying to think of names and I was like, ah, you know, maybe some with like the color blue because I have blue hair. I was all uh, I was all in that phase. I was like, maybe some with like blue or, you know, profit some. And then one day uh, I had just woken up and I had this whole poem in my mind that I had never written. I just wrote it all in like 15 minutes. And mm. it was all about um, defining your prophecy and not following someone else's path, but literally writing the path in the future that you will then follow for yourself. So uh, I remember writing a line like, this is my prophecy. No, I am the prophecy. Hmm. So I was like, prophecy, I like that. So uh, it stuck with me. And the X, um, it's it's kind of a, a nod to, you know, Malcolm X. Obviously, he rid himself of his last name because he he felt that it wasn't his name. It wasn't his heritage. It was obviously a name that was derived from slavery whenever his ancestors got there. Little was not his. So he he dropped it and he put X to signify the unknown. So I put X where the O was. And now this spelling of prophecy, this name, uh, this meaning is what I embody. Mm hmm. Man, I was not talking like you're talking right now at 17. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just flabbergasted right now. And I, I, I'm impressed. Um, uh, so you're a senior right now, right? Yes, I am. Okay. So um, 10th grade is where you had a poetry class. It was uh, British lit. And but like every English class, there's always like those two, three weeks, that they're like, we're going to look at some poetry. So in 11th grade, it was Shakespeare. Hated it, first of all. But right. 10th grade, it was like, you know, short poems, uh, different concepts that were really cool to me. And um, we had to write a poem in the 10th grade class, which mm -hmm. is where I wrote my 
very first like like amateur poem like i don't really include it because it, it was for an assignment right but it was it was where i'm from so it was just talking yeah. about you know um like heritage what mm-hmm. makes you you uh the things that you love that kind of define your own personality right and i i wrote it and we had to perform it and once i was done i mean i got a, a standing ovation from the class and they were mm. like you need to keep doing this and that was before i really had any purpose with it um that would come later but that's that's where poetry became a thing for me right yeah that's the um identity poem that's the right yeah um yeah i i know that i'm familiar with that um okay cool did you did you go right into it right did you when you first wrote that poem and you were like okay this is this is something that i like did you pause for a minute or did you just jump right in uh well i was still pretty heavily invested in in band and saxophone is where my um my musicianship and creativity started so this is my seventh year playing saxophone i started in sixth grade so that was still where my main focus was but i found it was a lot easier for me to um express myself creatively through poetry than it was through saxophone because words just came so easily to me so Mm. poetry became um an emotional outlet uh so it wasn't so much like sitting down like oh i want to write a poem it's oh this is going on in my life or this is something i want to uh, just get on paper and poetry was the final result. So uh, it was, it was almost immediate. As soon as I found that outlet, it, it just stuck. Mm, okay. You know, um, I can relate. Um, I did I didn't express myself a lot when I was, when I was a kid, you know, and, uh, but when I, when I found uh, poetry, um, that was my outlet. Right. Um, even to my parents, I would write poems to my parents to to help me express myself. Um, so I can definitely relate to that. Um, let me ask you, because you, you have band, you have saxophone, you have poetry. Right. Where do you see your excuse me? Where do you see your career going? Is it just artistry and you're going to use your gifts uh you know your entertainer tell me what that looks like to you uh that's that's kind of a question i occasionally ask myself because um and i've actually had a few people be like your platform is a little like confusing because i do so Mm -hmm. much like um there's just so many different ways i like to express myself and there's also a lot of things creatively that I feel like I'm good at and want to pursue. So it's it's poetry, it's rap, it's saxophone, it's activism, which is really the underlying theme of it all. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, speaking, writing, uh, it's it's all of it for me. So it it kind of it can go in so many different ways, mm-hmm. and none of them are ways that I want to shut down. So right. I, I know for a fact I'm absolutely staying in activism, whether or not that's creative or traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like to entertain. And I got to perform on stage for the first time in December. And it was everything I thought it was going to be. 
I mean, looking back on it, I wasn't that pleased with the way I, I held the stage. I mean, I was nervous. It was my first time, but I'm literally looking for the next opportunity to go perform in front of people because I loved it. So I don't want to shut that down either. And but there's also, you know, the the education side of my life. I'm going off to college um, and I'm pursuing a very traditional degree, which, you know, uh, whether it's like corporate or government, those are the kind of outlets that that kind of education is going to lead me. So I'm not shutting that down either. Mm. So it's, it's everything. Um, so to say like where I think it's going to go, uh, I think it's going to go everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to be an enterprise, you know, like the way Jay-Z did it. Um, he started somewhere. He started with rap. He started on the ground level and now he's in everything. He does everything. And he doesn't allow one side of his enterprise to outshine the other or let anybody tell him that he needs to stick in one lane. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, in my opinion, uh, branching out into other lanes after you've established yourself is the most successful way to create that generational wealth and to actually find your legacy i mean j cole did it obviously Mm -hmm. jay-z did it beyonce did it rihanna did it she has her makeup line and everything like that it's the it's the corporate the entrepreneurial side of everything afterwards that gets you what you're looking for when you start so that's where i'm going it's everything it's it's every lane that i can get my hands into Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where who, who inspired you Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, definitely J. Cole was like my big music, uh, inspiration. Yeah. Uh, I had, as soon as I discovered him and I don't, it was in middle school, but I don't remember exactly when, but I think I started with four year eyes only, which had just recently come out and it was a concept project and it was so deep and it was so conscious. He, he literally embodied the persona of one of his uh, late friends who he knew. And he wrote songs from his perspective about his mm. life while also adding his own commentary and some of his own songs from his own perspective talking about his friends. So it was so layered and uh, thought out. And from there, I went back to all his old discography. And then every time he dropped a new project, I was the first one on it. Uh, so Cole was absolutely my music experience. Uh, music experience and inspiration. Um, and from there, it went way old school with like Nas. I just love his style and his voice. Um, and then recently, I'm now understanding why Jay-Z is regarded as the like greatest rapper of all time. Mm. Because after listening to some of his full projects, I mean, he embodies like everything that rap is you know, the the start and the end, obviously where he's at, no one's done it like him. He's the most successful, the most entrepreneurial, and he, he paved the way he is. He's paving the way for me because that's now the route that I know that I want to go with the, the, the enterprising and everything. Uh, So those were definitely my music experiences and uh, inspiration. I didn't so much have a poetry inspiration because of Mm -hmm. the way it was introduced to me. It was just in the classroom, really. Right. Um, but 
since then it's been oh man brandon leak you know <laughs> we we've connected a few times since mm-hmm. uh since our project and he is just the greatest guy mm-hmm. like speaking to him he cares so much about all the people that support him that he's willing to use his platform in a whole bunch mm-hmm. of different ways just to you know help them out and it's small for him you know letting people talk about their own brand on his Instagram live for a few minutes and plug their stuff. But it's so big for people who are just starting out like me. So um, I really appreciate him and uh, Amanda Gorman, obviously uh, the inaugural poet who broke barriers, Mm -hmm. uh, made history with her poem. uh, First poet at the Super Bowl. I mean, she, yeah, she's real big. Uh, so yeah, those are those are my inspirations. Okay, now close to you though, who inspired you, like in your family or or in that vicinity? Oh, my parents, easy. Uh, I mean, they've been here with me day one, and everything that I've tried to pursue, uh, they they've been right behind me. As long mm-hmm. as they knew that I had a plan and that I was passionate about it, and it wasn't something that I was gonna give up on in X amount of weeks or months, they were all for it. And even things that I didn't want to do that they knew that I probably should do or had to do. Uh, I mean, sometimes it was a little, you know, rocky, you know, because mm. I don't want to do it. But a lot of times mm. they, they break things down to, you know, help me understand why it is that they feel I should do it and where it's going to get me. Um, and a lot of that came with like summer camps because I mm. wanted to sleep as kids did over the summer, uh, you know, in between school years, but they always had me in something. They didn't really let me just not use my brain or my talent for long periods of time. So it, uh, it was really summer camps, you know, computer science camps, uh, robotics camps, Mm-hmm. And then finally, this music camp that I was stuck with, the uh, Otis Music Camp here in Macon, uh, that definitely changed my life. And that was, I think, between eighth grade and ninth grade, I want to say, that I started. And it was the best camp they could have found for me. So it, it's things like that that my parents have done for me. Then obviously funding all of the things that I've wanted mm-hmm. to do uh, because things cost money and they right. were willing to you know, dish out that money because they knew it was something that I, I was really passionate about. So, yeah, my, my parents, no doubt. Mm. Jason and Stacy, tell me about you all support. Right. The reason I asked it like that is because, <clears throat> you know, we know parents support their children. Right. Um, but not always the artistic side. We we, we um, our parents support the educational side, you know, go to school, I'm going to pay for your school, um, even the sports, but not always the artistic side, especially when the child is saying, I want to pursue the artistic side. Uh, why? Why are you all pushing so hard and, and staying with him in regards to his artistic career? Um. So, you know, the typical boy child, right, man, his son, it's all about sports. So Mm -hmm. we tried that early on with Chris and 
I mean, we, we did soccer, we did baseball, we did football in early years. And it was very evident from day one that Chris was not going to be a sports person. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, when he was younger, he was into reading books. I don't know. One year, his whole Christmas list was books. Um, so he's always been an avid reader. Um, so we knew that he was more into academics and furthering his, his mind than mm. sports. So when he picked up the saxophone in sixth grade and it came to him naturally, I mean, we, we were all on board because I was just a big proponent of him being involved in something. Mm. So since the sports thing didn't work out and then came banned, we jumped on board with that, got him his first saxophone. And then in a year, he decided he didn't want to play tenor. He wanted, no, he didn't, yeah, he didn't want to play, play, he didn't want to play alto. He wanted to play tenor. <laughs> and I'm like, so we need to buy another saxophone. <laughs> um, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. We pushed back on that a little bit. So, but it, it was, you know, he's, he's the only one, you know, it, we have mm. one girl and so, you know, we bought the saxophone, another one and we've just, it just, I guess it just comes naturally to us. We don't really question if he's passionate about something, you know, we, we, we just kind of embrace it. I, we generally don't, don't challenge him. I think he, he has the free will to pursue what he's interested in and we're here if he needs support but he's proven that he's very capable on his own Mm. so we kind of let him you know we give him we give him that freedom to do that yeah yeah so so stacy finds all the interesting things that's going to make him better um so and then I'm more like the one that gets it executed, make sure he gets to where he needs to be at, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then he's got to actually do it. Yeah. Right. So if you have a pie and you kind of split it three ways, that's kind of how it is, right? Yeah. You know. So mm-hmm. yeah. So she's the uh, she's the idea board. <laughs> um, I'm the executioner that helps, or the one who executes to help him meet, you know, meet, uh, um, meet the demands um, mm-hmm. schedule. Um, but one of the things that, uh, that I would say, I mean, Chris has, um, you know, he's really earned, uh, that, that freedom or that latitude that she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Really the end of the day, um, you know, he, he, he does it and, um, you know, and then the level to which he's doing some of these things, you know, it's kind of like, man, just stay out of his way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, I said this, and it, it, I don't even know if I've told you, Chris, but it's almost like at some point we just became almost like vessels for this kid where mm. <laughs> we're just helping him get to the next thing that yeah. he needs to get to. Um, and it's kind of weird because I don't know when that happened. Right. Because, I mean, usually it's like, you know, parents are the ones that's uh, um, pushing the kid. Yeah. To sort do of something. Pushing, right. All of a sudden the roles <laughs> has turned into more like, you know, He's he's driving. He's driving, and we're we're the vehicle to to to, to help him uh, um, get to that next destination. And and that's that's a nice thing because, like Stacey said, 
you know, he's an only child. So he's basically all of our energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> everything that, uh, that we work towards, it's pretty much in him. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's sort of how I would kind of, kind of sum up our, uh, our, our roles when it comes to him. Yeah. And it's also very hard to argue with, you know, a kid that has maintained a 4.0 his entire school school year. He's had a 4.0. So it's hard to argue when he comes and asks for something or I want to do this or it's going to cost this. Um, We we don't have a leg to stand on to say, no, you you don't you don't deserve it. So. so yeah, kudos to you, Chris. I mean, again, it's a, it's an earning thing. I mean, you know, we think back, man, and it's like, mm, well, you know, I had some B's and C's, you know. Right, <laughs> right, so, right. Uh, Chris is over here, literally, you know, playing a perfect game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. With that, it's like, all right, just get out of his way, um, and and help him uh, pursue the things he wants to pursue. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you you all pretty much have no choice. Um, (laughs) There's nothing more that you can ask for, you know, Um, because back to the child wanting to pursue art, a lot of times they put all of their energy into their art and their school lags. Yeah. You know, and the parents are like, you all, you're, you're not going to, you know, play that whatever unless right. you get your grades right. Or you're not going to play basketball unless your grades are right. Yeah. But that's not even a, an element in this equation here. Yeah. Well, there were some threats along the way. I mean, he yeah. knew, you know what I'm saying? If, uh, if the grades, yeah. you know, grades were paramount. So, yeah. you know, if, if those started to be compromised, then he knows that, yeah. you know, hey, we, we were going to be pulling back. And so, um, you know, so maybe halfway through the school year or something like that, you know, we may see some grades and it's like, hey, what's up with this? You know, you need to pull this up. Um, But it was weird because in Chris's case, it's like you need to pull up his 96. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that 4.0 is slipping. What's going on? You know. I mean, yeah. he's in a, he's, yeah, so those types of things, or, or, or I remember once. Yeah, that's I me. Think, I was, I was guilty. <laughs> that, that, that was me. Yeah, it's I was like, like, hey, what are you doing with this 80, 89? Yeah, uh, no, that, that was unacceptable. It was unacceptable. <laughs> mm. so, All right. You set your like, own bar, Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, knew, I knew he could do better. So I knew yeah. that there was, there was something that was distracting him. Um, so every now and again, we did have to get him back in line. Um, and I, I was, you know, we've always been very involved in his education and, you know, the schools that he went to, they had the capability where the parents could see the grades every time they come in. And mm. you know, when it pops up on my phone, I'm, you know, if it's, <laughs> if it's something that should have been better, we're going to have a conversation about it. So it, w- it was always that underlining, you can do this, but your education comes first, always. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah. Is college in the forecast? Yes. Uh, I just, what, Friday? So two days ago, we just committed to Howard University. Do I get so, the feature uh, on the podcast? Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I posted that. a picture.
picture, but this is the first the first interview there it is uh, it's being announced. Uh, yeah, I've committed to Howard University. I'll be going for economics. Uh, so I'll be up at the Mecca in the fall, assuming that, oh, you know, the campus is open. I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be doing some work. Yep. I'll be okay. right down the street. Nice. <laughs> nice. Why Howard? Oh, man. I mean, they know that anytime they ask me why Howard, the list was mad long because I just, uh, I mean, there was an emotional attachment and then just the the level of uh, just academic prowess that Howard has and is able to deliver, um, one, for an HBCU and two, for a school in general. You know, they're on par with top universities. Um, and just, you know, the, the level of alumni that have come out of there, uh, obviously the most notable right now is, you know, VP Kamala Harris, uh, mm-hmm. the late Chadwick Bozeman, uh, and just a huge list of other people. And, you know, legacy is something that obviously I hold uh, pretty close to me. I mean, my name is Prophecy, and those two kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always thinking about, you know, where where can I insert myself into that's going to allow me to do X, Y, and Z and allow me to meet A, B, and C and do this and that? Um, you know, where's the perfect place to position myself at the perfect time? Mm-hmm. Uh, so from like a logistical standpoint, I figured, you know, Howard now is like the perfect place to go as a young black entrepreneur who's trying to fit himself in the center of activism and black excellence. We, I mean, the school just put a vice president in office. And uh, I mean, if that doesn't bring traction to the school and open up a whole bunch of opportunities, I honestly, I don't know what will. Right. Um, and it's, it's just a testament to the level of students and alumni that Howard can produce. So, uh, and I even looked into their majors, you know, how their majors were ranked, especially economics, since that's what I was going for. Uh, and it's, it's just all there. Hmm. You know, it's and DC, the area I went, uh, we visited earlier this year and I just love cities. I really like being in cities because where I live, this is not a city, you know, there's right. not big buildings. Right. Um, there's not a whole bunch of like stuff to do everywhere you turn. You know, I really like that. Uh, so it, it just all came together for me. And I was like, Howard, Howard is where I want to be. Nice. That is, that's good to know, man. That's good to know. We yeah. can continue to do some work now in the physical. You know, yes, we've, we've been doing a whole lot of virtual, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I'm excited. I'm excited to do some work with you, man. And uh, uh, no, Howard is definitely uh, the gold standard, I mean, especially in the HBCU world, you know, and beyond. So uh, congratulations, man. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. So you come down what? uh august or earlier uh i think yeah august like mid-august is moving day or moving week okay yep. okay all right mom and dad how y'all feeling we're we're <laughs> i'm excited and sad i know i'm gonna cry when we drive off and leave him i already know that right no shame in my game i'm i'm gonna cry sure um because he's he's our one and only so sure. 
know, we're we're excited for his next, you know, journey in 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 his life, and then ours. You know, we'll sure. be semesters. Mm. So that's a whole new thing. You know, for eighteen, right. we've had a a common focus and all of our energy, and then now he's you know flying the nest, and it'll just be us. So. Oh. Yeah, we're I'm excited and, and, and sad at the same time. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I'm 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 proud, man. I mean we made we made him work for it too, man. Because mm-hmm. you know, uh DC is not the cheapest of places. Um <laughs> there are other great <laughs> options between uh between here and there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but so so he literally made a case, you know, for Howard. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we're college educated. Um, you know, we we considered that pretty much automatic uh, for Chris. So um, you know, I mean, we're just thankful, man. I mean, prayerful, thankful, mm. you know, uh, <laughs> for the opportunity to have him really reach this point and then sort of start, you know, that new embarkation, man. Um, just, just proud, man. Just proud mm-hmm. is what I would say uh, if we had to sum it up in one word. Um, yeah, I, I hope that I'm, I'm able to uh, entertain my wife now that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had to come and focus before. So. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, where, where did you all attend? Um, I went, I started out in New York, upstate okay. New York, and then um, I finished up at a, at a local school here in Macon, a local community college, Macon State College. But then I got my, my master's from Auburn University. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, same, same, started out the same way, went up, went to uh, one of the SUNY schools upstate New York, uh, SUNY Morrisville little two-year agricultural type school um, and then moved to Georgia uh, and um, then I went to Mercer, Mercer University. So uh, private school here in Macon. Um, right. Yeah, and uh, uh, did did my bachelor's there and around the same time she was finishing up her master's, I was kind of like, well, you know, I may as well just... He didn't want me to have a, yeah, one, more, one more degree than him. So, yeah, so, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I just went ahead, knocked the knocked the masters out too. Um and uh yeah, so I don't know. I think this this is probably it. Or maybe this is what we'll do now. Now that we have maybe extra we'll go, time, back to go back to school. Yeah. You can get your doctorate now, both of you. <laughs> Never know. Never know, right? We have the time now. So. That's that's positive peer pressure right there. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um so 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 let, let's let's get to the art, right? And and the industry of it all. Um, Chris, we were talking uh, shortly uh, about the process of entrepreneurship and artistry, right? And I was congratulating you on your T-shirt um, and, and your, your clothing line or your merch, however you're right, right. presenting it, right? Um, and, and and you responded. It was a lot of work, but we you know we made it we made we made it happen. Um, what did that work look like, right to a seventeen year old? Ah, well, it it was fun at the end of the day because mm. it was 
it was my project, you know, it was my baby. So, you know, starting, I mean, not even being a year into this, uh, it's, it's just been full steam ahead for me. Like every few months I'm looking for something new and big to do. Mm. So mm. in December that was performing on stage for the first time, um, earlier in the summer and fall, it was working with you because mm-hmm. I was only prophecy for maybe no more than four months when we started working. So that was big for me. You know, that was my first big connection. Mm. I was like, man, I'm working with this, this poetry foundation out mm. in, in Maryland, you know, they, they got connects all over uh, mm. the U S you know, that was that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now it's, it's this merch. And mm. it, the idea really started in February and it was just cause we had uh, a school break and I was like, what am I about to do for this week? <laughs> and uh, anytime I had breaks, I, I focused on uh, my, my passion and creating. Right. So right. I think it was just kind of a, like a, a, a random comment that, one of my parents made, I think it was my mom. She was like, you know, you should design that merch because in December I was talking to my mentor, uh, Vincent Muhammad, uh, about what I wanted to do in this next year. I was, you know, I was manifesting it for myself and merch was one of those things. And my mom was like, you know, you should work on your merch. I was like, hmm, and that's exactly what I'll do. So by the end of that week, I had uh, my first draft of, of the merch done. And it was to the point where, that was just the design that I printed on uh, one hoodie that I have just in my closet. And that was going to be the design. Like I was really done. And then I remember talking with my mentor a few months later, uh, probably about a month ago from now. And he was like, well, what does it say? Cause I was asking him to, uh, to, you know, check it out. Mm. And I was like, oh, you know, it just it says prophecy. It's in this nice little cursive text has a crown on it. And just that question made me think, you know, what what can I do to this uh, just apparel to make it relatable? Mm-hmm. You know, why would someone want to wear it outside of just supporting me? So I thought about it and I was like, OK, well, what if I add like a slogan? You know, so I started looking up famous slogans like. That, that really did something to people like mm-hmm. Nike, just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's obviously like the biggest one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can see one or the other and know what it represents. You know, just do it is such a motivational thing now. Just go out, do what you want to do. So I was like, well, let me think back to just the word prophecy, you know, uh, destiny, legacy, uh, fulfilling it for yourself. And I was like, okay prophecy define yours define mm-hmm. your prophecy define your legacy um set in stone what you want to happen for your life so i played around with a whole bunch of designs and i finally settled on the one that i settled with and now it's it's prophecy define yours and it was it just stuck for me and i mean people liked it and mm. it's it's been successful and there were many nights where I just like, I couldn't sleep. And like, mm-hmm. this this design is not how I want it yet. Um, I was so OCD about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the drafts, uh, I think I had somewhere around like 24. And some of them were so 
discreetly changed that it was literally just one down arrow apart with the text highlighted because I mm -hmm. wanted it in the perfect position so that it looked completely symmetrical no matter how you looked at it and it made sense. Um, and that that was two, three in the morning sometimes because I just I didn't allow myself to sleep until I got it done and I felt satisfied. But it was never draining and it was never really frustrating or to the point where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to be mm -hmm. done. I just want to put it out. It, it was fun because I knew I was creating something that was representing me and what I felt passionate about and creating a way to connect with the people that are supporting me and hopefully, you know, giving them the inspiration and motivation to go do what they know that they want to do, you know, defining their prophecy. And that's, that was the journey for this. Hmm. Well, I, I smirked often because I see you and myself, you know, um, it, it, this stuff is like not work, right? It is, right. it is, it's hard work that is fulfilling and rewarding, right? You know, and because, you know, it's just like another, another addition to um, you know, what's being added to your, your career, your legacy, your prophecy. Right. right. So, so, but also, so, but what made you think, all right, I need some merch, you know, like I, I, I need, is it, was it, was it for others or is it, was it for you as in, I need to be wearing my brand, you know, for recognition when I'm out. Right. Or, was it for you or for, for others or both? Uh, it was a few different reasons. Um, uh, a lot of it was just the, the excitement of being a, a new artist and a new creator. You know, I wanted to make statements and I wanted to keep doing big things and keeping the ball rolling because I didn't uh, I didn't want to wait for certain things to uh, be concrete and then, you know, set this foundation over here. And then, well, maybe I feel comfortable going in this lane. I wanted to start everything that I knew I was capable of doing at the same time and then mm -hmm. grow it all together because then I had uh, a multi-platform mm -hmm. and there were so many different things that people could recognize me for and uh, support. So I was like, merch is so cool. Like people love merch. Uh, a lot of people love that physical connection to the people that they support if they really support you. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, that was one reason. And I felt like I needed a way to uh, like monetize my craft because uh, everything I do is on Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's no, there's no money attached to that. And I, if I wanted to think smart, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to be home forever. Obviously I'm going off very soon mm -hmm. and I wanted to kind of start creating these outlets to be able to fund myself and not be in a position where I have to stall too much because the money isn't right. right. So that, that was another reason. And I mean, it was really for me because it to me is so cool to just have merch. Like I, I'm wearing my creation to go wherever I want. And there are other people who are willing to wear my name on their chest and go out and be proud of it. And that 
that to me, it, it's so fulfilling. It's so rewarding. Uh, and I'm just so grateful to be able to do it. So it's, it's just, it was just worth it for me. Chris, you're ahead of the game, man. Um, I appreciate Far it. ahead of the game. I know, and you know, poets that are older have been in the industry uh, for years upon years and haven't thought of a website, haven't thought of a t-shirt to put their lyrics on. They're amazing poets, amazing artists, but have not thought the way you're thinking, you know? So, so just, just know, you know, and I know that that's why I say I see myself in you. Sometimes you have to step outside of yourself to say, man, I am actually doing some big things. Right. You know, cause in our head, it's like, this is what I do. Yeah. You know? uh, it's definitely like a mental thing. Um, you know, being able to, to recognize yourself and congratulate yourself. Cause mm-hmm. it's very easy to get lost in the things you do. And um, I remember I created uh, a video thanking my followers on Instagram for, for 500 followers. And mm. some people were like, why are you doing that? Like, what is, what does that matter? It's only 500 followers. Cause you know, I mean, people with regular Instagram accounts who have been on there since 2012, you know, they got 1000, 2000 followers. That's nothing to them. Right. But to me, uh, I, I didn't start this for recreation. Like, my Instagram isn't just pictures of me being out at lunch or whatever people do for recreation. It, it was a platform to speak on such important things, uh, both to me and to the world and the, the creations that I've been able to put on that platform and the support I've been able to gain every authentic follower means something to me. And I know like, 35 of those are like them Forex traders that are just fake mm-hmm. accounts and whatever, right. but the numbers are the numbers. And yeah. I, I work with the numbers and 500, you know, I think about that practically, you know, that's like, it's like half my school deciding that they want to turn around and look at me and listen to what I say for what I'm saying. Yeah. And that means something to me. And regardless of the perspective of if Kevin Hart has millions of followers and if, Brandon Leak is verified, you know, kudos to them. And that's that's exactly what they deserve for the work that they put in. Uh, but but I also deserve to feel good about my 500 followers because those are 500 followers that I earn. So it's uh, I mean, yeah, it's just it's really a mental thing. Um, so I definitely had to learn to step into different sides of myself and, you know, not get too arrogant about 500 followers but also be humble for what i was given mm-hmm. and to also you know just continue what i'm doing because i enjoy it and because it's helping other people along the way and that's that's all i can ask for sure sure uh mom and dad uh the entrepreneurship mind um where did he find that where did he get that so that was what eighth grade seventh grade uh, I think it started in seventh grade. Seventh grade, yeah, seventh grade. Because you know, I'm the the ideas person, right? Mm-hmm. So I stumbled upon. I, I really can't remember how I learned about it, but the city that we live in, they were starting their first young entrepreneurship academy. 
Mm. Looking for their inaugural class. And I'm like, Chris, you're going to do this. You know, so it's just one of those, you know, one of those things where he's like, yeah, I, I don't want to do this. It's like, well, you're going to do it and we're going to get you there every <laughs> afternoon. And um, so we had to interview for it. And I, I took him to the interview and he did great. He was accepted into the program. And for I forgot how many weeks the program ran, but they pretty much had to come up with a business idea. Um, do a business plan, pitch their their business to investors, get funding, start the business, put on a trade show. So all of that he did at, I don't know, how old? Was, was seventh grade, 12? Uh, I was 12, 13. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so he gained a lot of that entrepreneur, like the the back end of it you know, like what it takes to start a business. He's had that foundation for quite some time. And, mm. you know, it, it came into, you know, it came in to play this time with, with the website. And I worked with him, um, you know, setting up pricing and, you know, teaching him, you know, counting is, is, is my world. So I worked with him with setting his pricing and figuring out sales tax and margins and and all of that and just making sure that at the end of the day he's profitable. So you know he's he, he's had the foundation to be an entrepreneur because technically he did start a business at twelve and produced a product and sold it. You know, sold that product. To what me. was it? It was, uh, yeah, so the business was called Khalil School Creations, LLC. So um, essentially what it was was a, a multi-purpose binder um, that had a protractor, a hole puncher, a uh, calculator. Um, I think we put paper in there, too. I want to say we put paper in there, too. And... The outside was coated in um, chalk paint, chalk paint yeah. and we gave them a chalk marker, so it became customizable. Um, so everyone could have, you know, their own custom binder that was it was durable. It had the basic set of things that you needed for, I mean, up to like sixth grade and a little bit beyond. You could use everything in there and really not need anything else. Um, and it was it was affordable for what it had in it, and that that was the product. So we spent however many hours a week, you know, creating binders in the garage and in the in the front and backyard, spraying them down and letting them dry, and then prepping them inside with uh, sticking everything with Velcro so it would stay. And that was my idea that that you know we worked with for I think it was a. It was less than a year, but somewhere around like eight months, maybe. Um, and yeah, honestly, probably about the same time frame that since Prophecy has started to now, it was probably about the same amount of time that that program was. And at the end of it, uh, they had us all up on a stage in this little like conference center at the school in front of real investors who were about to give us real money for our businesses. And we had to come up with our with our pitch and 
I had my notes, I had my flashcards, I had a, a PowerPoint uh, slideshow that I had made uh, specifically for that. And I just, we all pitched it. And do you y'all remember how much money I got? I don't remember. I'm not sure. I think it was like a thousand dollars or something. Yeah, something, something like that. Because yeah, we weren't, he wasn't asking for a lot because I mean, it's binders and, and you know, calculators and stuff. So some of the other businesses needed more funding, but his business, I think it got most of the funding that he asked for. Yeah. And that's, that's really where it started. I mean, I was learning about the difference between revenue and profit and how to maximize your profit margin and the best ways to interact with investors that you wanted something from you know, eye contact, shaking hands. We had business cards that we printed. Uh, we designed a logo. We went through the legal process of making this uh, a limited liability company uh, mm. through the state of Georgia. Um, it it was the full nine yards. And I mean, yeah, a lot of that has stuck with me. Uh, now I remember a lot of the things that they taught me and I use that, you know, day to day to to keep growing but what is now my brand? Wow. You literally made a better version of the Trapper Keeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, you probably haven't even heard of that. Yeah. We told him about Name it. only. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. It was. It's just, just, get, it's just getting... Uh, you're like the Renaissance uh, team. Um, you know, the more and more we talk, it's just more. Just more. <laughs> I can't take it all, man. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited about your future uh, short term and long term because August is like here, bro. August, oh, yeah. you know, once summer hits, the year is over. You know what I mean? So, What's the preparation life looking like right now? I, I I know it's spring summertime, but like you getting ready for college. So so what are you all doing to prepare? I mean, really, we're pretty transitional right now. I mean, with having just committed Friday, uh, kind of just enjoying the lack of stress from having mm -hmm. to choose between colleges. But uh, I'm sure that that prep stage will come pretty soon. Mm -hmm. I know I'm ready to graduate and go to college. So that's, mm -hmm. that's my prep. Uh, I'm getting mentally prepared to, you know, go off to a city I've never lived in with uh, no one that I really know on campus mm -hmm. uh, and just, you know, throwing myself into this new life and, you know, making the best of it. Uh, I know for a fact, I'm about to make the campus my, business playground <laughs> like mm -hmm. there's so many amazing people that are going there uh even in my upcoming class that are doing some huge things i know um an american idol singer i can't remember her name right now but she's in my in my grade and she's coming into howard with me and the rest of our class like the caliber of student that's about to be at howard is about to be insane and i'm about to use every opportunity to make the best mm -hmm. of that and make some of the best connections that mm -hmm. I will probably ever make to be mm -hmm. completely optimistic with you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my prep. So mom and dad, 
your schools were they HBCUs? No. Yes. No. Okay. No. So, have you all had the uh, the talk yet as far as you know HBCUs and HBCU life, or do I need to have that conversation? With you? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> my brother-in-law is an HBCU graduate, okay. so he is. I mean, if you ask him, he went to the real HU. He went. Ah, Hampton. Yeah. <laughs> there's already okay. this family rival going on. I see. Um, between I was next door at Norfolk yeah. State. Between uh, him and mm. so, yeah. So Chris, he I think he's been a huge influence on 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 Chris wanting to go to an HBCU. Awesome. He shared a lot of his experience and how rewarding it was. So, sure. yeah. Yeah. Just, but we're know. ready. We're ready for for the homecoming and yeah. We're there. We're yeah. ready. Pep, pep rallies on Fridays, and you yeah. looking out the window of your classroom like, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and maybe, maybe in a little way, we'll have a chance to kind of live through Chris since yeah. we didn't have a chance to go there. Yeah. Uh, but no, so I mean, you know, we, you know, we, we, we gave him the tools. You know, that's what I tell him, man. It's like, you know, he already has the tools, so there'll be a lot of stuff going on in, in, in the right. media. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, maybe just uh, maybe more locally in, in the D.C. Mm. area. Um, but he's got the tools, man. Um, if he wants to continue to do the things he's doing, he knows uh, there will be sacrifice. Um, mm. Focus harder than ever <laughs> uh, to sort of stay out of the fray. Um, and, 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 you know, and even and even, you know, not uh, involve themselves in those things that, that are compromised the brand. Right. Because. Again, the brand. Mm. Ooh. So, you know, you oh. got you to gotta protect it. So, uh, and, and, and he reminds me of that. We just had a conversation about a comment I made the other day. And, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I got to protect the brand. Uh, so, um, yeah, so yeah, I think maybe that's another dimension to all of this. Uh, so opportunity, but also. Uh, accountability. Um, accountability, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Opportunity and accountability. Um, to the brand. Yeah, I mean, I put a lot of stress on myself uh, to, you know, uphold this this reputation and to keep adding new things into my life and doing it all at the same time. And I keep doing it because, you know, I I personally believe in my own ability to keep evolving and adding these things to my life and understanding, you know, the the uh, constituents that come with that, you know, mm. the, the things that I'll, I'll have to stay out of and the, the, the lanes I should probably stick closer to if I want to maintain this, this clean brand. Mm. And obviously some things will change, you know, uh, you know, just, you know, becoming an adult, you know, things obviously change between being a minor and being an adult, uh, but not doing anything obviously illegal uh, you know, and just just staying out of campus trouble, and sticking true to what I know are my beliefs, and not straying too far away from that because of uh, distractions, and that that's in whatever form that it is. You know, whatever's mm-hmm. going on in the world, whatever's going on on campus. Maybe it's specific people in my life that are starting to throw off this this balance that I have. Um, uh, I understand that these are these are the roles that I've set for myself, and I'm 
okay with that because you know it's at the end of the day it's what i set for myself you know Mm -hmm. so at any point i can decide to adjust and uh just do what's best for me at the end of the day because i i mean this this is mine you all said three words man protect the brand that's huge because it signifies it is bigger than you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, most college students go to college and it's them. You know, it's my life. I'm out. Hey, mm-hmm. we we gonna figure it out. You know, um, but you're you're not going anywhere else as an individual. That's, no. That's, that's out the picture now, you know, you're, you're going as a brand an entity, a company, and that's how you have to act accordingly. That is, that's amazing, man. And, um, it is, it's a lot to handle. Um, but you've been groomed, right? You, you know, you, you've been raised up, um, you know, I can, I, I can tell like, you know, with, with, with standards and, um, examples for you then to become an example. Right. right. So, um, man, I'm not worried, you know, uh, well, you know, I'm here, you know what I mean? So I got oh. your Walmart runs, hit me up, man. I got you. <laughs> you know? I don't remember not- that. I got you, man. For sure. No, seriously, you know, um, you 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 here, so you will be here. Um, so it's it's more it's more than just let's do some poetry work. You know what I mean? Let's let's right. let's do some work. You know. Right. Um, so uh, mom and dad, don't worry. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you got somebody on this end, and um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for so many reasons right now. So many reasons I didn't even know I was excited about now because you are just throwing <laughs> stuff in here, man. Um, 4.0s and, 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 and entrepreneurship academies at 12. I'm like, gracious, man. Seriously, you know, you're throwing a football. Like, I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited um, for, for you two because um you you all are like the transition of, of of parents you know before before you all it was it was the parents that supported but it was more so supported from afar and their artistic when i say they the child's artistic uh aspirations in the eyes of the parents was a hobby mm-hmm. not parents didn't see it as a possible career, you know? So kudos to you all for really taking his passions um, serious. Like, like really know that that's rare. That's rare. So you we know? weren't and doing what we were supposed to do? Yeah, <laughs> that is what you were supposed to do. You know, <laughs> so I, I'm, I, I, I raise my hand to you and, and thank you for um, 
taking that charge because this is going to be this episode is going to be great for young people um you know folks my age but also older people uh you know just parents in general to for them to understand oh i need okay if i haven't done it now i need to call my son my daughter and say, hey, what do you need when it comes to that thing that you're pursuing? Like, like do that tonight. I'm talking to parents. You know, I don't care if, if the child is 27 and they're trying to get something off the ground. Like, call them right now and say, how much do you need? You know, tell me what your plan is. And because trust me, if you haven't done it yet, the child is like, you know, loves his parents, loves her parents, but wished that the parents took more ownership and uh, a supportive role in the pursuit of that passion that he or she uh, is pursuing. So uh, good stuff, good stuff. All right, so um, the brand, okay, cool. All right, now that I know you're coming this way, man, that's good stuff, man. That's cool. That's good stuff. Howard University. Um, so economics, it is that because you want to know more about just, you know, um, obviously economics, but entrepreneurship and be prepared for where you're going? You are the first person to guess that and mm-hmm. be completely right. That is essentially exactly why I, I chose that major. Um, because I knew I had the um, the entrepreneurial background. I knew I had the the creativity. It, it was always there. The creativity has always been there for me. Um, but I needed to know how to execute. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the lane that I see most people struggle with is, is finances and the economy. Uh, you can get it, but can you hold it? And can you hold it in a way that is it going to work for you? So economics is exactly that, you know, it's understanding one, the economy in macro, you know, understanding how things fluctuate, uh, being ahead of the game, if you can get to the level where you understand what you're seeing. Uh, and even the micro level on a small business level. Uh, and in that degree, there's also things like finance um, and uh, the calculus. Like there's, there's so much uh, in there that is such valuable information to have and it's information that not everyone does have. So outside of my brand, um, outside of any venture I might be taking, this is still knowledge that people could come to me for Mm -hmm. because I know it and they don't. Mm -hmm. And that makes me valuable. And in my mind, that makes me an asset to my community. Because mm-hmm. if I have knowledge that others don't have, then it's then my responsibility to give back. And that's exactly what I want to do. So it's it's a good major for me and the direction that I'm trying to go. So hopefully it is everything that I, I think it is and everything that I've seen that it teaches. And it's going to give me the rest of the tools that I need mm. to continue what I'm doing. It'll be what you make it. However, it's, however it's however it's presented to you, 
right? Even if it's not as you thought it would be in this that, and third, it's what you make it, right? Right. And I applaud the strategy. It's a great strategy. Um, even outside of starting a business and and you know being a brand, uh, being an artist, um, that's definitely going to enhance all of that. But just life, yeah. just life. And I'm 38, and I'm just getting to it when it comes to you know economics and credit and all of that so right for you to formally get it at 18 major just look at the artists look at the sports players yeah when they stop when they break the ankle whatever it is right when they can't make another hit song it's a wrap yeah it's gone and that's that's never a position that i want to i want to find myself in uh, and I feel like it's avoidable should I go, you know, the right routes of understanding mm -hmm. it. Um, because there, there's so many, uh, like sad songs, uh, in, in relation to how many people just, they get it and they're gone just as fast because they, they spend it on whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's not anything that, that builds income, you know, it's something like a mm -hmm. car or mm -hmm. a house and, it's not paid off. So, you know, once they lose the money, then they lose everything that they bought because it's not even theirs yet. You know, I, I, that's not, it's not what I, what I want to find myself in. So I'm making sure I take those steps because at the end of the day, there are also other people I want to support. You know, once I get older, I obviously want to be able to send checks back to my parents and I want to be able to start a family and, <laughs> and, you know, provide for my family in, in the, in the right ways and not have to rely on anybody else to help me make my ends meet. So it, it's all, it's all a vision. That's so good. That's so good. Um, that's so good. Uh, so man, there's so many ways that we can kind of end this episode. I just don't want to. <laughs> <I'm> serious because <laughs> to to have to have the dynamic of the teenager and the parent and to speak to both of you at the same time um is valuable you know uh and to have that dialogue uh and get both of your perspectives on on this artistry um the industry and the trajectory of Chris's career is just amazing. And it's going to be awesome to watch, right? So everybody watching, go follow him on Instagram um, and, and follow his journey. We, you, you've got the backstory, right? You, you know where he is right now and you know where he's going because it's clear. And that's rare. That's the crazy part. That's rare for a 17, 18 year old student to know where he's going. Right. And and know why he chose his 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 I forgot the, uh, the name of it. Um, what is it called? I've been out of college for so long. Um, undergraduate. 
Your 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 uh major. Major. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Um, yeah, I graduated in 2006. So uh, <laughs> but but to know why you chose your major. I chose my major because I knew it was money in it. Like <laughs> I, computers. That was it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I knew I would have a good job. The extent of it, you know, so to 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 really know and tie what you're doing right now and why you chose that major and how it's going to benefit what you're doing right now. It's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Let me give you a suggestion, uh, prophecy. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I suggest that you if you haven't already started. Uh, start a YouTube channel. Start a YouTube right. channel um, because I'm learning it's important to document your process. Right. It is very important to document your process because you don't have to give examples. You can become the example through your life and you're brand new. That's the crazy part. So you're at the beginning. You're at the beginning of your journey. So it's a perfect time. It's a That's perfect true. time to start the documentation because, because you're writing your book. And it will already be written. There's, you don't have to reminisce and think back and all of this other stuff because because you've been documenting it. Right. From the beginning, you know, I have to think I started writing poetry at in first grade. So I, I half of it, I forgot, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just think yeah. about it. Like, you know, I don't know how, how old are you? Six. So 32 years of just life. You right at the beginning of it, man. You know, and and it's and it's perfect for your life, but it's perfect for your brand. You know, so I agree. that's a suggestion, man. Um, even if you don't start a YouTube channel, still journal, right, and still right. document. Yeah, I actually have had the channel. The channel is made. There's mm -hmm. just no videos on it. I like. I knew that YouTube was another outlet that I wanted to go. Sure, uh, but. It kind of just like fell out of my mind, um, yeah. but it, it's definitely not off the table. It's never been off the table. Sure, uh, sure. I got ways agree. for you to make that easier for you because I know the editing and all of this stuff is it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, I got ways for you to just make that easier to where you can just focus on, um, and it, and really you don't have to make episodes and all of that stuff. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sit the camera up and talk. You know. Yeah. You know, just talk it out. You know what I mean? Because mm. you'll inspire so many people. Um, but in the in in the meantime, you'll be growing your following. Right. You right. see? Yeah. 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 So um keep working, man. Keep working. I, I don't really have to say that because you're gonna do it anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> on a high level. Um 
Chris, do you have any questions for me, man? I don't. I, this is the first time I ever asked that question. Do you have any questions for me on this podcast about anything? Uh, questions, I wouldn't say uh, now, nah, but like I, I really like this platform that you mm-hmm. have going. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the the attention that you give the the poetry community and the poetry industry and and your mission that you make sure to include in everything that you do. Uh, it's, it's inspirational. And uh, I completely see why poets who avidly follow this mm-hmm. platform are so inspired by it because you provide so many different perspectives of the craft mm-hmm. and so many different ways to go about it. And so many people that you invite onto this podcast that have done it uh, so many different ways and tandem them with other stuff, starting at different points. And you kind of show everybody watching that there's so many ways to do it. And there's mm-hmm. no, there's no right way to do it because the right way to do it is the way you feel like you're best at. Right. And that's, it, it's worthy of applause. So like me on behalf of everyone else who's watching and everyone who's been on here, like, thank you for doing this. It's, yeah. it means so much to, everyone sure i appreciate that man um that means a lot to me you know um it's 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 i don't i don't i don't do this for myself you know um i did it i'm doing it for my past self that was looking for something like this you know literally googling like how do i start a poetry career and all you get is um you know write a poem for somebody in the hope they pay you or perform. It was only two things. You know? And um, um, so, so all, all the poet life is, is, is an example. And that's why is the reason why it's poet life, everything, because I'm just making a list of the many things that you can do with poetry, podcast, gear, academy, like, you know, you see what I'm saying? So, so um, I appreciate that recognition. And uh, the, the biggest thing that I would tell you and is, is to make yourself and your brand a resource. If you make yourself and your brand a resource, you'll always be a value, right? Mm, I agree, yeah. And people will always come to you because they'll need what you have to offer. Right. Right? Like, we're not just talking poetry. You know what I mean? Like, we're giving knowledge. We're giving value. And so, in turn, we've become a resource that now and in the future they'll need right become a resource that's that's what i'm gonna leave you uh mom and dad jason and stacy um if all right cool he's going to college in august what would you leave him verbally um to inspire well you well you always do it uh, but for us, you know, he gets it all the time. But what would you say to him to keep him on the right track, keep him inspired, 
You know, what what, what would you leave him? Wow, that's a, <laughs> that's, a that's a tough question. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, the first thing that sort of comes to mind is uh, most things that are um, sort of worth pursuing, or I guess the goal um, sort of requires a long lengthy journey right so you know and along the way i mean certainly he's going to be faced with disappointment and i mean i would just say to him and 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 really to anybody who's listening um to to expect (laughs) there will be disappointment it's going to happen um but you know the word is grit man you got to have grit you got to keep pushing um and Sooner or later, you're, you're going to find the thing that you're looking for. So um, recognize the long walk. <laughs> um, be prepared for the walk. Overcome the obstacles through grit. Mm-hmm. And just know that better days are ahead. The goal is attainable. So that's that's really what I would say to him and anybody who's listening uh, tonight. Um, for me... I, I agree with, with all of that. It's things that, you know, I've had to tell him in, in the past as well, that there's going to be adversities and he's going to hear no, you know, at points where he thought it was a definite yes. And allow yourself that moment to be sad, but don't let it throw you off course. You know, stay focused. And at the end of the day, he knows that we're his number one fans. And if if he doesn't have the, the 500 or 5,000, he'll always have two, at least two followers. Mm. And, and at times that's going to have to be enough. And that, that's all he needs to, to pick himself up and to keep going on because we'll, we'll always be there for him. Mm. I'll leave you with this, Chris. Um, enjoy that long journey enjoy it right because don't wait for hindsight right i know earlier in the episode um you were like at the end of the day it was fun like right and and i know during is stressful and all of that but find the fun in it right find the fun in it because it really isn't about the destination it's about the journey, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I will, I will say that. And um, come on to DC, man. Uh, I'm on my way. Come on to DC. Yes, indeed, and that's indeed. And, and mom and dad, you all have now. You now have a reason. Do you all have family here at all? Close by, uh, just on the VA side of things. Northern Virginia, or yeah. like the seven cities. Uh, I guess that's Northern Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. It's about so, a 45-minute yeah. ride into D.C. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be out there. Yeah, good <laughs> stuff. Good stuff. Well, when you all do, when you all come down, let's let's link up. Let's link right. up. You know, I'm not going to, you know, uh, monopolize all your time. I know you got a whole lot. Uh, we're getting them. Are you going to be on campus or are you going to be off? Uh, I will be on campus should they open up, you know, right now there's oh, still yeah. a conversation about whether or not they open up. But I mean, by August, I feel like they'll be confident 
uh, or at least now looking at August, they'll be confident that it'll be okay to open up. So I should be up there in August. Gotcha. Are they virtual right now? Uh, I don't think they've gone back to campus. I want to say they're still virtual. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, folks, it's the Poet Life Podcast. As you can tell, I enjoyed myself. Um, I don't know about whoever's listening or watching, but I enjoyed myself because, I, like I said, I saw and I see myself in Chris, and we have the same name almost. He's Christopher, but I'm Christoph, <laughs> but all is well. Um, and it's going to be fun to see uh, the journey. It's, it's going to be fun to see the journey, man. And um, so everybody go follow the underscore real underscore prophecy with the X, not an O. Uh, what was that tagline? You said define your, you know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was it de- oh, you know, your- I got it on me. Come on. There you define go. Show your- the shirt. Yeah. Nice. Prophecy define your Clean. Up at prophecy.com, spelled the same way, P-R-X-P-H-E-C-Y.com. You can get yours. It's up. Uh, we have new stuff coming in the future that I won't reveal, but I will mm-hmm. let be known that there is more coming. So follow the journey. Yeah. Let me ask you, was Prophecy, with, with uh, was it available with, uh, with the X? Alone? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was available. So it's just prophecy.com, no extra. Not the domain, uh, no, but on, on IG. Was that available? Do you know? Ooh, uh, I don't think it was at the time, but I've been thinking about going back and looking if I could, because you can't change your Instagram tag now. So really? I'm actually going to, yeah, you can you can change uh, not just the name, but the actual the actual tag. So I'm going to look to see if that avail- availability has opened up, because if it has, then uh, I can change that in however yeah. long and it'll be so much easier to find. There you go. There you go. So so you already know. What's, yeah. Um, um, make it prophecy across the board, Twitter, everything. So right. it's easier to find you um, if if artists and poets could understand that. Uh, you know, they would grow a lot faster and um, um, look a whole lot more professional. Um, you know, so uh, yes, let me close this off because I'll keep on going. It's the Poet Life Podcast. If you need more information about everything that we have going on, go to thepoetlife.com. But also, if you want some Poet Life gear, go to poetlifegear.com and uh, copy some. You know, you, you can be the brand. You can, uh, when I say the brand, I mean your brand, right? It's not necessarily about uh, the poet life in general. It is about you being a walking billboard telling folks that you're a poet, right? You have to ask yourself, who knows you're a poet? And I I really want to get that across even to you, Chris. Um, And that's that's another reason why say congratulations on your t-shirt line because it's a conversation starter right you know so so if you're a poet show it you know it's the poet life podcast thank you jason and stacy timothy thank you prophecy you all have a good night pleasure was ours yes sir thank you introducing the poet life podcast go check it out today on your favorite platforms including itunes apple music and the website thepoetlife.com
Find a way, find a way Ain't get no time now, you in the way I'm doing fine now, out of my business Find a way, find a way